Okay, so I think without, because I know at least April's watching, we're about 10 minutes behind, so I should probably, I'm going to start the audio mm-hmm. here real quick. And we are, well, we're live, but now we are officially live with sound, or at least me, and now the others should be able to be heard. <laughs> And we can cut this all out of the podcast, too, by the way. Oh, of yeah. course we're going to cut it. hope we cut out of the podcast. Sue. Ne- <laughs> next episode of Point of View Weekly, you hear live, sh- live stream sound check, please. <laughs> Sue! <laughs> anyway. Oh, no. Okay, so with that... If you don't think- like the way I edit, you can always edit. I, I do all of the hard technical live streaming. That, that's, my <laughs> con- that's my contribution. I change poopy diapers. Ending it there. Oh, hang on. Amazon's delivering a package. I want to get there before they ring the bell. Hang on. <laughs> Ding dong! Oh, for delivery. Don't wake up the babies. Uh, Ooh, I got a package this week. Did you? Yeah, I got Rusko. It's a good book. Rusko. Rusko. I didn't catch the beginning, so I thought you said Usko or something, and I'm like, is that a kind of whiskey, or...? <laughs> no, but boy, I made some really fine liqueur today. One second, guys. You had to go back in the truck to find my package. Oh, dear. That's what she said. <laughs> you were so bad. So bad. Life is like from my... You know that was a good This kind of stuff that I like to leave in, and that's the reason. You can leave that in, like, just that. Oh, crap. Lonely Riddle just died, almost died. Anyway, sorry. Um, isn't that Richard? Yes. Yeah. Richard's dead? Almost. All I know is I came back from getting the door and Richard died. That was weird. Well, Richard is not dead yet. Uh, Richard is almost dead. I'm Le- not Le- dead yet. Is this actual Richard or like synthetic Richard? No, it's, it's a Pokemon. This would be a Pokemon Richard. So it's not actually Richard Richard, it's Pokemon Richard. Yes. yes, because we're basically now naming all the Pokemon after people on the forum. This is like a weird podcast once you get to episode, like, 300, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, it's like that we have to have something on Twitch, so mm. I'm mindlessly playing the game while we're, we're chatting. I'm just saying we're approaching our 10-year anniversary, and now we've got Pokemon Richard. It's it's, it's a special place. Hey, we have, we, have, we have Pokemon Ryan, just named Huggles. That's true. I saw that the other night. I couldn't turn the sound on. I just saw Pokemon Ryan. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> and I have uh, maple flavor. Maple flavor. Bob is obsessed. I love I'm afraid to even know what I am. It's really funny because with <laughs> everything going on in the world with um, Braddix and with, you know, just Trump and Clinton and everything, you know, people are very, very passionate about their views. And I have this friend who's, you know, very, very, very passionate in her views. And she was going off this morning about Trump or something. And. Oh, no, anti-Clinton, I think, and, and Scott weighed in. And I just wanted to respond, listen to him. He's from Canada. <laughs> like, they've got, like, the ar- they're the maple-flavored arbiters of this entire thing. Because let's get this down. When this all goes to shit, we have to go and live there. So we have to be respectful of our I, I, th- I think Americans will be uh, kind of surprised on how difficult it actually is to get into Canada. Unlike, uh... Well, it was easier when I went in, in college. They just waved you in and said, Bonjour, hello. <laughs> and they just, please come in. I think it's gotten harder. Yeah, things are a little more complex now. Mm. Did you build a wall? No, although we're worried about it. We're, th- we're considering, you know. You're going to build a wall to keep the Americans out? It's not your worst idea. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> we're like the worst neighbors. I don't think we can get Trump to pay for it, though. <sighs> So. But, you know, speaking about passionate things that we're passionate about, you know what I'm passionate about? Starting a podcast? Yes. I thought you were going to say bagels. <laughs> bagels? 
I like bagels. No, wait. Bagels are bad, right? On the podcast, bagels, bagels were... Bad what were bagels? Bagels were... Oh, I remember what bagels were. Okay, Bob is no longer passionate about bagels. Please carry on. I don't remember what bagels are. Move along, uh, move along. Bagels are when you come back as an older person and try to get together with the teenage person that you were in love with. Basically. Gotcha. That was a weird fic. Weren't they by the clock, like, watching the hours count down? That was weird. Pastry bagels. They're good. Mm. They're good road trip food. All right. Yes, Scott and I had bagel bagels for lunch when we went to one of the cons. We really need to stop talking about bagels. <laughs> I was going to say. We're making Ryan uncomfortable. I'm very uncomfortable with the bagels. <laughs> All right, let's start the show. Live from the Potterfic Weekly Studios, which may or may not look anything like Fargo, North Dakota, it's the morning show that really isn't Point of View Weekly. Stress that it took us 22 minutes to get to the intro. Where's no. Bob? Bob! If you call me Bobo, I swear. Sue is incredibly loud. I'm sorry. I will try to be quiet. She sounds like a phone She's going like, to have to whisper. She does. She's like a 900 number. Thank you, Ryan. I smell real nice, actually, right now. How is it possible you married me and not Bob? He loves scripts. Well, I'm sorry, but I think Bob has some good ideas for keeping us on track. <sighs> Wake up and smell the freshly brewed coffee. Oh, my gosh. Now I'm stressed out. <laughs> Listen to the sound of Ryan screaming like a little girl. This is Point of View Weekly. When I came home and I had to get our lunches ready for tomorrow and our breakfast. We've got dead air. Oh, my way, I can't cook. I, I was not. I was looking at cutting the cord and burning right, dinner. What? No. You burnt dinner? I did. Wake up and smell the donuts, everybody. Welcome to Potter View. See, I did it again, even though I wrote it down. I wrote it down. Why were you doing Bob just there? I'm so sorry, Be Bob. your own woman. Wake up and smell the... <laughs> <laughs> Hey everyone, and wait, that's the old introduction. Let's try that again. I'm sorry that was season 2A, Bob. Oatmeal was my favorite breakfast treat, but I couldn't say oatmeal, so I called it Oatmo. Wake up and smell the Oatmo. Oh, smell the Oatmo. Wake up and smell the bacon, everybody. Wake up and smell the bacon and eggs, Boogwainian. You are just a constant presence, dear. Aw, not in the poltergeist kind of way. No, not in the poltergeist kind of way. Five, we all watched Jen finally die. Y'all called me and it was pretty darn Jim, what are you doing? I had a splinter in my face and I was looking for my tweezers. <laughs> Dumping everything she owns on the floor. Wait, are we, oh, wait, you guys actually got quiet. I wasn't expecting you to actually get quiet. <laughs> Bob, we're on a time limit. Bob's getting very grumpy. Don't be grumpy. I'm not grumpy at all. I am drinking. Oh. I wish that I was. This would be a fun party. You want to get vanilla ice cream? I do. Not I even a topping? God, this explains so much. Well, I got two points. How much did everyone else get? I got three. I got one. I got a rock. How do you confuse necrophilia and narcolepsy? They start with N? Big good letter thoughts, guys. Here it goes. Is an article of clothing something that you can wear on your body? Yes. Then I say condom. I say if Bob can say right here emphatically he's worn one outside the house just as he goes about his business. Challenge accepted. <laughs> Ray just says, nope, sorry, Bob. Hey, Ray, thought you'd have my back. Doesn't have the fruit. <laughs> it's fracking cold here. Right, I feel as though maybe you should be writing down the setup because every week we do this, you're like, now how do I do this again? Rachel can hear. April cannot. April's always been a little picky, has she not? Oh, Bob's oh, no. slowing down. Oh, he's he's slowing down. 
It's a ginormous file. This is awesome. It's like Blu-ray quality. It's like one tenth speed bothering his buns. This is exceptional. You know, I'm turning 30 this year, and I'm not getting any older. People that had no interest in being my friend. Really? I mean, you can see out of his one good eye, he might make it. Are you confusing the owl with the prickly wizard? Oh, I thought you were talking about the mech McGorgasm thing that Bobby <laughs> right? one time of a That's hilarious. It's hard to say the mayor. That's wicked funny. That's the only thing I've been able to figure out. Oh, we'll get work on that right after the McGangbang. C-O-M-E, Jack. Bob is a boot man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. And with that, let's start this week's episode of someone squeaking in their chair. It's my table. I have a very squeaky table. Good lord. Good god. I'm actually annoyed by the table. Hang on. I'm going to try and increase the structure. Say for the end of the table. All right. Try that. Why do I feel a, a potential mic situation about to happen here? C-O-M-E, Bob is a poop man. Oh, I gave the episode. I want to go last. And with that, let's start this week's episode of Point of View Weekly. Wake up and smell the breakfast item that apparently references old people liking screwing young people, Poovoinians. This is Point of View Weekly. The morning show, yet not really morning show, a part of the Potterfic Weekly family of podcasts. I'm your host, Bob, and I am sitting here at the table of awesome with my closest of friends, starting with my one trubiffle. Ryan. Ryan, how are we doing today? I'm doing fine until we define bagel. Now I feel like everything's just hanging out. It's it's it's, it's concerning, especially for Scott, the, the you know, the, the the Canadian, you know, arbiter. It's maple flavored. Maple fla- maple flavored uh, bagels. I'm afraid to even ask. I think those exist, I'm not sure. <laughs> More than likely. Uh, speaking of maple flavor, we have uh, everyone's favorite Canadian who happens to be very maple flavored himself. Scott, Scott, how are we doing tonight? Things are going well, Bob. Sue's going to have an interesting time editing this one. Oh, yes. It's fun. But, uh... Okay, sorry. I'm trying not to be distracted by the game that's supposedly not distracting me from the podcast. Did Richard die? Richard's barely alive. He's very close. He's He's very close. He has three out of 22 points. We'll bring... We're going to send in... I love how we're, like, rooting for death. We're like, he's very close to death. Very close. Very close. (laughs) And speaking of being close to death, we have our ever-lovely producer, Sue. Sue, how are you? Well, I am fine, <laughs> but the internet people around here came very close to death uh, last week when I did not have internet for eight days straight, and at one point, they told me, well, check out this link, and it'll tell you when the guy's coming, and I said, okay, fine, and I clicked on it, and it said, he'll arrive at 10.01 p.m., and I said, if he shows up that time, I'm going to shoot him. <laughs> Lucky for him, he did not. So I guess we're good. Right. She's so monotone, you don't know if it's true or not. <laughs> we'll definitely have to get into the full details of that crazy story. Uh, but before we move on, I just want to mention a couple of housekeeping things. I uh, just want to say hello to the live stream. If you happen to be watching us on twitch.tv backslash poofleplays, uh, we are currently uh, live streaming there. If you're listening to us not live, uh, we usually will let you guys know through the uh, Facebook page if we're going to be doing that. Sometimes we give you more warning than not. Uh, but currently on stream in the background, we are continuing the Poofle Plays playthrough of Pokemon Fire Red, where poor Lonely Riddle is level up and almost dies like every five minutes. So, Richard, if we kill you, I'm sorry. Uh, but, yeah. So, uh, that's 
going off. Oh, Bob is breaking up. This actually kind of, you know, it's, it's artistic sounding because you're, we're losing oh, every really? fourth word. So it's like a little puzzle trying to figure out what the hell he's talking about. Mm. He's talking about killing Richard. <laughs> Poor Dick. Trying to avoid not, killing not Richard. We're avoiding <laughs> killing Richard. But oh, that's it. Yeah. So, all right. So I will. I'll stop skipping every fourth word and let Sue tell her amazing story about lack of internet. Hold on. Just before we do that, Sue, I'm actually going to try and move because there's a lightning storm closing in. So I'm moving to Again? a. There is. So I'm moving to another location in my house, which should offer stronger Wi-Fi, and I just realized I'm trying to schlep the, the world's biggest phallic microphone across... Oh, that reminds me of a story. Um, across my house, and there may be some sound feedback here. So I just don't want to stomp all over your story. And go ahead. Well, it seems that when we updated the speed of my internet, the internet company and all of its wisdom put us in a different, I hate to even say this, package. Mm. And When you say they updated the speed. I went from 1.5 to 5. Ugh. To me, that's fast. I know it is. Like 105 well, 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 well. Five, mega, five megabytes per second? That's fast. Yes, I guess. That's I like the theoretical top speed. She was averaging 300 kilobytes per second when I was there. So how do you survive on the internet? <laughs> well, how are you, how I don't. Are this call? I get so excited when I actually have internet. So now we're just calling it very, very fast. Um, is it faster for you? It is. It's much faster for me. Well, that's good. Maybe if you try finally getting on Twitch. I did. It didn't work. Well, it sort of worked. <laughs> Scott gave me the pop-up link instead of just the regular link, mm-hmm. and it worked for about a half an hour, and then I had to go down to my brother's. Oh, that's fine. So, my door just blew open, so if we're getting wind feedback, let me know, and I'll try to get it closed. I think that's that the least of our problems. To be involves honest. me actually getting up. So anyhow, the internet went out after we called them and said, um, why are we paying $50 more a month for internet that you said when we updated would only be $5 more a month? And they went, oh, let's fix that. And in the process of fixing that, I think they changed our IP address because that was the problem. I was getting DSL, is that the right initials? Yeah. To the house, but I was unable to get internet because it couldn't find me. Okay. So you called them to say they were charging you 10 times what they should have been charging you, so they responded by changing your IP address. Apparently. All right. So for a week, they told me that they were having the repairman come. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I stuck around the house for a week. Good thing I was actually off of work because had I been working and had to take five days off of work for these yahoos, uh, there would have been problems. Sue actually got so mad she texted me telling me to go yell at them on Twitter. I did. I saw that on Twitter. I was mm-hmm. like, that's kind of random. And I yelled at them on Twitter a little bit too. So the repairman, poor repairman, I felt bad for him because I was not in a Hufflepuff mood when the repairman finally called me. Uh, he called Tuesday morning and said, maybe it was Monday morning. I think it was Tuesday. He called and said, um, what's your, what's going on with you? And I'm like, what's going on is that for five, eight days, you guys have been telling me that somebody's coming out here to fix my internet and that I'm the very first person on the list and nobody shows up. And frankly, I've had it with you. And he's like, um, I've been on vacation for a week. I didn't even know that you needed me. So the internet company just frankly lied to me every single day that I called them by telling me that they had a repairman en route 
when there was no re- repairman to actually come here. It's gotten so bad that Sue investigated getting Comcast because they are the truthful, honest competition. Yes. Oh, that's a lie. Yeah. I know. But they don't come up my hill, so I don't have a whole lot of choice. And that's the problem. CenturyLink is a monopoly. Yeah. A monopoly up here. They they have the only internet in the area and without paying to actually run line clear up my hill, which is in the thousands of dollars, uh there's no way for me to get it here. So. I'm remembering something with PS. Did she not live on the top of a hill that couldn't get the cable all the way up and they See? Yeah. And they sold their house hoping that the new people wouldn't try the Wi-Fi before they, you know, passed the... Gee, I remember this. Something yeah. like that. That. that was a real PS thing to do. I remember all that. Could you get, like, satellite or something and have that work? Or does satellite have an internet thing? I think it's probably slower than what she has now. Mm, I pay a lot, <laughs> whole lot more. So you're, so you're only paying five... Hold on, let me get this straight. I just want to see if I'm I get I'm only this. paying $5 more for the increased internet. No, no, no. This is what I'm trying to get. So you had 300 kilobytes per second download speed, which was probably the norm. Bob, help me out. Like 1995? Yeah, sounds about right. All right. Okay. So you have 20-year-old internet speeds. It's slightly better than 56K. Right. So you Okay. So now we're like 97. Maybe 97. So your internet speeds are like 19 years out of date. That's like the epilogue. Is it not? I guess. Okay. 19 years later. Um, but you didn't upgrade till now because it was $5 more a month? I would have given you the money, didn't so. know about it. He, they just, one of the times when we called and said, hey, our internet's not working again, they said, well, you know, you have really poor internet speed. Are you able to even stream? And I can stream. I can watch Netflix. I didn't have any trouble most of the time. I so, still don't understand that. I know. I honestly don't see how you can stream at that speed. I think it's very low quality. I think it's going to be low resolution. Well, you're watching it on the Kindle, though, aren't you? I was watching it on the Kindle. So the picture's very small. Sometimes I watched it on the the computer. Okay, well, that... (laughs) But anyhow, they finally... So, I I don't know what happened, but the man came and he brought me a new router that he told me was better than the old router. And then the very next morning, we got up and I logged in and we didn't have internet again. (laughs) and this poor oh, repairman wow. felt so bad for me that he actually gave me his phone number. And I was like, I can't call him until 8 o'clock. And it's only 7.30. And I'm going to call him. And he's going to get another piece of my mind. And I actually figured out how to fix it. Ryan would have been so proud of me. I, I fixed it all by myself. What did you do? Just power cycle it? Um, I, I had to reset up the computer thing. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> Part of the, it's part of the setup. Tech questions with Sue. I had to restart the computer. <laughs> computer. I had to go to the setup page and, and redo the setup page. Uh, setup. Which I've done again. the day before, yeah. but apparently that didn't work. So then I had to do it again. And well, I'm glad you managed to fix it. It has worked ever since. But I did have to go down to my brother's to watch Critical Role the other day. <sighs> Just so sad. Oh, Critical Role. So we had Sue's internet. Show that's not on TV. Which is on hiatus for the next two weeks. <laughs> Sue, everything's on hiatus. Indefinitely. We're Everything fine. on hiatus until October. Don't feel too bad about two weeks. No, the entire Star Trek fandom is on hiatus. <laughs> yeah. Ryan's going to want to talk about that. I, mean, I might want to bring that up. I might want to bring that up a little bit. And Death Roll pointed it out to me on Facebook. I'm like, oh, Death Roll. <laughs> You're not making me happy. So. So that can be started, yeah. Oh my god, that, that, that. Speaking, speaking of, uh, 
I know I'm the only one who does, but speaking of going on hiatus, uh, Game of Thrones finance, fi- came talk. Now it was last night. Oh my God, that was amazing. Boo! I, no, honestly, I'm that's fine. probably the best episode of television I've ever seen. I watched like, Veep. It was wonderful. They got the 12th Amendment wrong, but whatever. <laughs> who needs to get the amendments right? The actual government doesn't. No, the thing that killed me was it, they got like all of this minutiae out that like you you would have to be a constitutional scholar to catch some of the things that they added in. So they did a lot of research, but they like missed the big, 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 big thing in front of them. Like that kind of irritated me a little bit. But other than that, it was a fantastic episode. It's I kind of want the showrunner to take over all of the shows I watch because he's not afraid to completely throw the show out the window and reinvent it every season. And I think that's very difficult to find because usually when they find a formula that works, a lot of showrunners are afraid to change it. So Mm -hmm. I I, I did enjoy Veep. So is this amazing episode of Game of Thrones the kind of thing you could watch without having seen the previous four seasons or whatever it is? Honestly, it would not be nearly... It would be a great episode to watch because there's just a lot of amazing effects and stuff, but a lot of what happened in this past episode is like paying off like six seasons Uh worth of storylines. So it's like a part of why it was amazing for someone coming in for the first episode probably wouldn't find it all that amazing. Yeah, because you don't get all the backstory. Yeah. Good for them, anyway. Yeah, so I'm definitely excited (laughs) to come back to that when it comes back for its uh, next season. I'm like, I, it needs to be October already. I'm already missing some of my uh, my favorite shows, such as like The Flash and The Flash. Did I, I, I would Flash? To up. I still need to catch up on that. I'm a oh. partway through whatever the last season of it was. Definitely need to do that. The, I was like that with the Arrow, but the mid season finale. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just stopped watching it, mm-hmm. and you know, Mom was recording it, so it was no big deal. So she was gone the other day, and I said, "Well, I'm just going to go sit down and." and Binge watch Arrow. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't record them all, so uh, I got to watch like the last three episodes. But I know I missed at least two. It looks like you can probably right. find them on their their website, whatever CW or whatever it is. Mm, that's true. Yeah, you're gonna start to watch it on my computer, which you which you can stream on very easily. Which I can't stream on. I'm behind, yeah, I'm behind on so many shows. I watched, like, I watched Major Crimes on TNT and I knew I was behind. I didn't realize I was behind from when Ella was born. I had eight months worth of episodes to catch up on. <laughs> I tried to do it in like a day and a half. I'm like, oh my god, another murder. That's a lot of murders. It was. I'm right that with Castle. I'm behind, I think, this entire season. I am, too. I'm in the middle of season eight. I may just, not season eight? Yes, season eight. I mean, the the last season. I may just call it a day. Aww. Like, I was very turned off by, you know, what the network tried to do, and I just feel like the last season was not good with the, with the new showrunners, and I don't know. I may have to throw that one overboard. Oh, well. I just want to clarify, which episode, which show was that? Castle. Castle. Yeah, they, well, yeah, I got canned. Well, I got canned, well, it was one of the only times that Harvin fans of a show were rooting for it to get canned. It was the, it was the strangest thing because the producers who were on it for years and years and years, seven years, I should say, I don't know why I said years and years and years, because I just said seven, uh, left at the end of the seventh season. And they said, we wanted to leave now because we never wanted the show to do X, Y, and Z. And they came back in season seven, I'm sorry, season eight. And the new showrunner immediately did X, Y, and Z. And it sucked. 
So then they said if it came back for season nine, they were going to ditch one of the leads. Yeah. Save money. It's like no one wanted to see that show. Yeah, no one wanted to see that show. So it so it, it made sense that they did what they did. But I'm still in, like, season four, I think. So I guess I'm more behind than I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think season four is great. I mean, the, the show was very good for a long time, but I didn't like the um, the callousness to which they said, yeah. oh, we're going to save somebody and fire this guy and this guy. Like, you don't need to do that. Yeah. That, that just left a bad so, taste. you know, it, it might just be one of those things where it, Ends at season seven. There never was another one or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's like Babylon 5. I was talking to uh, Scarlett last night, and she's showing her boyfriend Babylon 5. She's like, I might leave out season five. I'm like, yeah, just don't tell him. <laughs> just don't even watch that, That's a good plan. That's really good. Well, there's a lot of good shows ending. Like, Rosalia Isles on uh, TNT is ending. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one ended. That's one of those that I just sort of catch at random. Yeah. So I occasionally get an episode, but I've never actually watched it through. That's on my list of shows to to watch one day. That one was really good. I think Major Crimes. You know what happened there? There's a new um, head of TNT, and he kind of doesn't like the old shows. So you can tell he's sort of tolerating the stuff that was created before he got there. But all the stuff he's creating is, like, very low-rated. So it's kind of, well... <laughs> So he's kind of screwed a little bit, but I know the last ship came back, and the last ship did very bad in the ratings. So I was very sad. Really? Yeah. Well, I saw the uh, I saw the two hour. I haven't seen it yet, um, but I kind of I kind of saw really it. Good. It's actually really good, and it changes it up to the point where it's it's you could that's that's the thing about that show is you think I always think to myself it's like where are they going to go next? They have, really have nowhere else to go. And then they find somewhere else to go, and it's and it's interesting. So well, that's kind of like the thing I was saying with Veep. Um, so usually what happens with Veep on HBO is they re- they do 10 episode seasons. They're in their fifth, they just finished the fifth season. And usually by the time episode two comes out, usually either right after episode one or right after episode two, HBO has historically renewed the show. So it's been renewed since the, the very beginning of the season. And, um, the last night's episode felt like a series finale. So people were actually wondering, did they just mess with us and they really ended the show, but they didn't want to play it up. So they just, you know, said it was renewed and it really wasn't. I love shows like that where the season ends and you're like, where the hell are they going to go from here? There's nowhere left they can go. And then they just reinvent themselves. Mm-hmm. So, especially with some of the shorter shows like last ship, I'm looking up the rate. I'm, I'm nervously looking up uh, the ratings right now for, I mean, I, I think it does well for, I think the hard part was, is they moved the finale because yeah. of the Orlando shootings or the premiere. Yeah. Yeah. Well, then they also, um, they they did, like, a last ship preview is how it was advertised. So I didn't watch it because I, I kind of hate those, you know, it's usually narrated by someone in the cast, and they show you clips from the previous <gasps> no! two seasons. Oh, sorry. Did we, kill did we Richard? just kill Richard? Richard's dead. Bye, Dick. Bye, Dick. He was a beautiful little leaf pod. I was so close to becoming a butterfly, too. All right. I'm going to give you a little, just, now let's. Look at this here. So we look at the 18 to 49 demographic, right? That's the one that people look at. The one that they always report the 18 to 49 demographic on, which I find hysterical, is Girl Meets World. Because I don't really think they're targeting 18 to 49-year-old men and women with yeah, Girl Meets World. Yeah, that doesn't seem to be the major demographic there. Right. So the rating on that show, the pilot episode got like a 1.2 in the demographic. Then it settled around like 0.6. So about half that. Um, sometimes it, it ticked up to 0.8. Once it tipped down to 
four, and now like the last few episodes, it was like point three, point four, point three, point four. So it actually doubled last night's episode. Apparently, like point six. So girl meets world, point six. Now jumping to the last ship, which has you know guns and ships and McSteamy and McSteamy. Who's McSteamy? McSteamy. I don't know who McSteamy is. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to. You don't want to know? I or? don't want to. I, I don't want to. I like someone to watch it. No one tell me. You don't know who McSteamy is? Ryan. Yeah. Ryan. I don't, I don't, I never watched Grey's Anatomy, but I still know that. I don't know. Yeah, oh, um, oh, yeah, it's, uh, Patrick Chandler, okay. No, I thought you meant, um, Travis Van Winkle. I thought, I thought you meant Van Winkle. Oh, no. Apparently McSteamy is the, uh, another doctor. The guy who plays, uh, the main character. Yeah, Chandler. Huh? Ca- uh, Commander Chandler. Captain Chandler. Yeah. Play, played a doctor whose nickname was McSteamy on, uh, oh, okay. on, uh, right, anyway, the ratings are not yet out. Um, I thought they would be, would be very dramatic, but the ratings are not yet out for the episode, but the first season, it did a 1.0 solid. The second season, it dropped to like 0.7, but that was still everything else dropped in the network. So that was still good. The, um, premiere episode after they did that preview, uh, of the new season, which the preview was the first episode. So I don't know why they called it the preview. Yeah, two, so half the people watched the preview and saw the first episode. The other half of the people didn't watch the preview, didn't watch the first episode. Thought they missed the first episode, even though they re-aired it. Then they canceled the airing because of uh, the Pulse Nightclub. So then they re-aired it. So it got like a point three or a point four. It got like a, it got lower than Girl Meets World. And they had to rent a ship. So like I'm thinking that will be not a good rating. Hopefully it will bounce back, but that was low. I can't remember what it was, because it's not a show that I watch, but I came across on the internet a week or two ago. Somebody was uh, surprised and impressed at this show that um, actually like said there were going to be um, 18 episodes or whatever, and then ended at uh, 9, and just, there was an end to the show, and that was the end, and nobody knew that it was coming. What show is Yeah, because I saw a reference, because someone said... Um, when they thought that Veep was going to actually be the last episode, they said, will we fall for it like twice in the same week or something? And they didn't refer to what the first yeah, show I was. I can't remember what that show was. Were the ratings like really low? <laughs> and they realized, okay, we're going to can, let's end this, sir. Maybe. Or they just thought this is where the story is supposed to wrap up. Those are actually my favorites <clears throat> shows that go for like 18 episodes and that's it. So I can like watch it in a long weekend and not have to worry about catching up with like seven seasons. Of yeah, that makes it. Yeah, there's some really good shows like that that got canceled, but we're still not bad. You know what else got canceled too? Every Star Trek fan film and fan series that we watch. I know. I'm really sad because I really like my Star Trek podcast. I blame Axanar. No, I really don't. Um, yes, I do. I bl- you know who's responsible for this? Ellen Ty. So P.S. is partly responsible for this. Oh, dear. Oh, my. <laughs> so it's really weird to watch, like, another fandom, like, explode, because we're, we were so deeply into the Harry Potter fandom for so long. Um, Harry, so for Star Trek, there have been fan films for at least, like, regular fan films on the internet since the internet was created, but primarily, like, 2000 and on. Uh, there's been there's been just you know an explosion in um, production of fan films and they've gotten better and they've gotten bigger budgets and they're at the point now where they actually rival what um, CBS and Paramount come out with and that's the problem 
It was the problem, but everyone was kind of playing by the rules. So they were, so they would kickstart and they would get like 500 grand and they would build the sets identical to how they were in the series. And they would, um, you know, they would compensate people for their time. They would hire, you know, actors and they would hire, um, this is the part where I'm always fuzzy on it. They would hire, you know, visual effects people and crews and, and, and they would pay for, you know, all this different stuff. Some episodes were Walter Koenig or someone. Yeah, and they hired back Walter Koenig, and they said, do you want, "Yeah, do you want do a cameo or whatever?" Absolutely, and they said, do "You want you want to show off uh, Chekhov one more time?" And, and or they would hire like the original writers who were in their eighties from the original show and say, "Hey, you want to write a script?" Like really cool stuff, but they wouldn't turn a profit on it. And I've always wondered like where that line got drawn because like technically, if you do a fan film and you pay for the pizza. Doesn't Domino's make a profit off of Star Trek's, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. Thing. So, that's so there's a weird way to look at it. So there's a weird, but there's a, so that, but that's my question then. So that they paid Walter Koenig cause he's in SAG. So mm-hmm. he got paid not very much, but Walter Koenig got paid. So how is that not Walter Koenig is profiting off some, I don't know, but, um, what ended up happening was there's a lot of groups that did really professional, really great stuff. And there's also amateur groups that did just really great stuff, not nearly to the level of, you know, movie quality or, um, you know, uber professional quality, but still really entertaining stuff, including a series Sue and I have listened to for years. Um, it's an audio drama called Star Trek Outpost. Uh, very, um, you know, large, diverse cast and, and you know, they, they, they had great scripts and this has been in the storyline, which is really great. Comes out yeah. once a month, you know, hour long episodes, you, you, you get hooked on it. It's really great stuff. And, um, what happened a few months, probably actually more than that, maybe a couple of years um, ago, um, a series came out called Star Trek Axanar and they, um, they released a 20 minute episode that was like their proof of concept to get people to, to pledge money. And, um, it has a lot of big name actors, a lot of uh, Richard Hatch, um, from Battlestar Galactica. Um, I'm blanking on her name at the moment. Um, she played Ellen Ty on Battlestar Galactica. Completely blanking. Um, uh, Tony Todd, um, and a few others, you know, re, you know, easily television quality, special effects, you know, they spared no expense. They had a huge Kickstarter. They raised well over a million dollars for a fan film. Um, and the problem was the executive producer of it, uh, paid himself a salary. I was going to say, didn't he take a salary? He paid himself a salary. So he is now directly profiting on it. And he made reference to the facilities we are building with your money will be in use for years and years. So in other words, he, he wants to build a movie studio. So he's using Star Trek to finance it. And then once this film's out of the way, he can then make his for-profit stuff using the money that came from, from Star Trek. So, um, Paramount sued him, CBS, um, CBS bought out Star Trek, bought out Paramount. So CBS sued him and it's gone back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And, um, what ended up happening was Paramount responded, I'm sorry, CBS responded by putting out, um, guidelines to the fandom saying if you, and, and they pissed people off in the way they packaged it. They said, this is great. 
We want to see what the fans can do. We're going to unleash the fans to create great fan films and fan productions. And then the guidelines were like, everything has to be less than 20 minutes long. Yeah, you can have a single episode of no longer than, no more than 15 minutes or a two-parter for 30 minutes. You can have no series. You can have no continuations. You can do, you can, if you, um, you cannot make your own uniforms or buy third-party uniforms. You have to buy everything from us. You cannot have, it basically has to be uber G-rated. You cannot use any curse words. You cannot, like, like this ridiculous list of things. You cannot have the word Star Trek anywhere in it. So they basically... One of the, the yeah. big things from the fan films way back when was that they had same-sex relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure that's probably red flagged in there somewhere. Well, I don't know if they could red flag that because they, they go crazy. But the, th- but the thing is, that they basically put, um, you know, blocks on the type of stories you can tell. So they, they can't be interesting. They can't be long. You know what I mean? And then there was one they put out, which is actually illegal in most states because of um, non-competition agreements. They said, no, they have to be amateur. You cannot have anyone who's an expert, you know, in their field or anyone who has worked on any of the other series can take part in any of your fan films, which, by the way, we're capping at 15 to 30 minutes. So, in other words, like, these fan films if were... shooting shoot it in your backyard while wearing rubber ears and costumes you bought from us, go for it. No, like, they actually say, like, ki- like people, like, made fan films with their kids, and now they're afraid they're going to get sued if they put them on Facebook. Like, it's, right. it's, like, ridiculous to the level to which they took it. Like, one guy put up a thing, you know, mocking the, the CBS guidelines, saying all, sp- all scenes from deep space must be shot on location. Like, because they're trying to, to clamp down on it, you know, just so much. And it's it's clearly over the top. So everyone is either shutting down or pulling all of their content that they've released over years and years off the Internet. Some people have worked years and years on, like, a 20-minute, you know, continuation of a storyline. Now they have to scrap it because because of, the, uh, because of the guidelines. And the part that really anchors the fans is, you know, the... the, the, the um, Oh, and, and I'm sorry, the, the one more was that the, you can't have any expertise or you can't be from one of the series. Well, they offered a lot of the fan film people roles in the Star Trek movies. So now technically they are from the original, they're from the movies, so they can't be in them. So that means like if someone is like an audio engineer and volunteers to help out a fan film, they can't do it because they're not an amateur. <laughs> like it's just, it's, it's. Crazy. If you got coffee for uh, yeah. Patrick Stewart. You can't be involved. You can't be involved in the fan film. But we want to unleash the potential of the fans. Was there, which was great. Just say we're shutting I, you down. We don't like I, you. I just want to take this moment to personally turn to J.K. Rowling and say thank, thank you. Thank you. Yes. Seriously, but that, don't be snots about. It. And, the, and the thing which makes it even worse is Star Trek Beyond, the third of the of the new J.J. Abrams uh, Star Trek films, which are not really well-received by Star Trek fans. The, the third film is coming out, I think, in July. I'm not even following it. Yeah, uh, first trailer came out widely panned. Second trailer came out um, not as panned. I guess one came out today, and the fans were like, what the hell's up with the music? So like, there, there's... A lot. So they want you. The, here's the bottom line: They want you to go and see their movie. They don't want you to be like, "Oh no, I can watch a fan film online." Who the hell is going to do that? Like, who's going to say, "I'm not reading book eight because there's this great fan fiction I want to read today"? Right. The fan fiction keeps people energized until the book comes out. Right. That's that's the whole. I, that's the whole thing that keeps people pumped. Right. Oh, cat. You know what they would do if they said, "Hey, we're going to have a contest." 
and we're going to pick like the five best fan fictions, and we're going to put like do something like that. That's get what people Star Wars ex- does. Yes, get people excited about it. Why are you clamping down to that degree? And the other thing is, they're coming out with um, a new Star Trek series. It premieres in 2017. Uh, it's it's not connected to the J.J. Abrams series. Um, it's being um, produced by veterans of the uh, television series. It'll take place in the television plot line, but it's going to be a 13-episode serial. And the first thing they said about it was it's going to be progressive, and it's going to be um, more mature than the other Star Trek shows were, because it's going to be on CBS All Access, their internet streaming company, which Sue can stream, so she can watch it. But, um, so it's going to stream on the internet, so they're going to be able to do that tired thing where they push the envelope. So, like, let me get this straight. You'll probably have nudity and swear words in it, but if the fans show, like, people drinking alcohol, which was banned, or, like, smoking, like, that's not, you know, family fun. So it's just, they're, and they're, and they're charging the fans six bucks a month if they want to see it, or seven bucks a month if they want to see it. So, I'm like, you want us to pay to watch yours, but you're going to sue us if we publish movies of our kids in Spock years. It's just, it's crazy. I'm sorry, go ahead, Scott. There's a lot of ways that they could have gone about this that would have been much better. Like, if, if you want to, uh, you know, police the quality of things a little bit, maybe say, here, we'll set up a rental thing so you can get uh, official Star Wars mm-hmm. Costumes, and if you rent so many of them, we'll give you, you know, a hundred bucks towards the production of your movie, yeah. or whatever. Maybe um, Star Trek, think, not Star Wars. It was, it was very close, though. I know. The, like, the hard they should part have is, done it more like the Star Wars people have done, which is, you know, giving support to the fan films and having the fan film contests and the entries and things like that, so that people will uh, associate these films with the. Uh, property. Well, the thing is, it's the 50th anniversary this year of Star Trek. So this was going to be the big year. We're going to have a new movie come out, and the year got off to a horrible start because the um, the actor who played Chekhov, the, the younger Chekhov, um, was killed in a, in a car accident, very much like the one Jen nearly killed her husband in, if you're a Pokemon totally fan. Did anyone else think of Jen as soon as that happened? I thought of Jen immediately. That was the first thing I thought of. I even texted Jen, I'm like, you almost killed Chekhov. Uh, and he tragically did die from it. Um, it's just, this is supposed to be the year of the fans. Have fun with it. Get the fans. We're probably talking, the, the number of fans who probably work on these projects is probably in the low thousands. The fans who enjoy these projects are probably in the, I wouldn't go that far, but probably maybe like 10,000. Like, I'm not sure what traffic fan films get, but they get a decent number. The podcast, they probably get a decent um, download. And then the people who go, like, they have their own conventions. Like, people get really excited about this stuff. So you're basically poking in the eye your 10,000 biggest fans. (laughs) It just, it makes no, yeah. You just, you just really messed up for the fans. And if you really want the fans to come and see your movie and to do your things and to be fans, you want to be encouraging your fans, not shutting them down. And there's, I'm sorry, go ahead, Bob. No, it's okay. I, I just kind of, I want to take this moment to play devil's advocate. Because there, I mean, there is a reality here that CBS and Paramount need to protect their, their intellectual property. Oh, and um, I, 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 I know, I know, and I think the problem is, is, like, like, he's referencing, was referencing Star Wars, well, you guys all have been referencing Star Wars fan films. 
I don't think you've seen any Star Wars fan film go to Kickstart or crowdfund over a million dollars for a project. No, I think that. And I think that's probably like. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that. I mean, I don't know the history of the 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 relationship between CBS and Paramount and the Star Trek fan community, but I don't get the impression they've really been really upset about this until this, until where big, massive amounts of money are now being involved, and they 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 kind of have to protect it. And I don't don't blame that. Now, granted, I also do agree with you. Their reaction is a little overboard. I think that they like not being able to do continuations or not being able to do whatever and forcing people to use their first party products is pretty you're right that that is pretty messed up yeah we but, should have done something like you cannot raise above x amount of dollars for they people. said fifty thousand dollars they capped it at fifty thousand yeah. just as a total side point uh sue i know you're not able to see the poofla plays chat on twitch but thundergrub just got your message and says hello so hello. just saying that um hello thundergrub um, so to me, it's like, do I think, and we, I mean, earlier, and I was the one earlier who said, you know, thank you, JK Rowling. But at the same time, if we decided to do a Harry Potter fan film and we got over a million bucks on it in, in crowdfunding, I'm willing to bet the Warner Brothers is going to come after us with a oh, big yeah. stick and beat the yeah. crap out of us. So I, so I think, I I I'm not saying that the Star Trek choosing to clamp down at this time. I just think they've approached it. Poorly. Well, it's one of the, and what I was about to say was that um, a lot, many of the fans are angry now that Paramount and CBS, CBS really, um, but at the one fan film that pushed it too far, right. and a lot of the fan films are saying we're fu- don't get mad at CBS, don't offer the boycott, we want to stay in their good graces, um, you know, just we're blaming this other fan film for what they did, and I can agree with that, but you could also respond in a way. That if you're honestly saying you want, you don't mind fan films and fan, you know, productions as long as they don't pass a certain threshold, then do that. Say, you know, we're going to put limits on your budget. We're going to limit, um, you know, whether or not you can have the word Star Trek in the title. We're going to limit your use of, if you're an audio drama, you can't use official special effects. I'm sorry, the, like the audio, like the sound effects and all that stuff. You have to use different ones. Like, m- make a list so that they can say, okay, at the end of the day, we can now produce our thing, but we we now know what the rules are. They're making it impossible for anyone to produce their thing, and they're actually, some of the rules are specifically targeted at particular production. So it's just, it's, I don't like the hypocrisy. Say we're shutting you all down, you're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think the fans would have been more fine if they said that. Don't be cute about it. Yeah. And there's still a chance. I mean, I understand that there's going to be like a podcast or something. Or Wednesday. They, there's an official yeah, Star Trek podcast, and the um, the hosts of it are getting um, answers to fan questions. And a lot of the fans are the people running the production, saying, can I still stay in business? And they're going to have those answers for a podcast being released uh, probably by the time you hear this, it's going to be released on uh, Wednesday the 29th. But really, it's a lot of serialized productions that have been in the, in, in the works for 15 years that we've been all, you know, enjoying, and they never had the chance to end or shut to end. They just, that's it. And, um, it, it's, it's unfortunately to, um, I, I feel it's going to be the CBS's detriment because I don't know. I'm sure a lot of people will want to see the new movie and will want to pay to watch the new series. I mean, I don't really, <laughs> I know the people producing really making a dent in the people who are going to watch Star Trek because no, like there are fans 
who are only fans of the new movies, and they're going to have all of those people still. Yeah. There are fans who are big enough fans that they'll watch it all, even while going, oh, Paramount, they'll still go and watch it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. And with Star Trek 2, you can definitely see um, there's different segments of the fans. There's the fans of the original. There's the fans of the original and the next generation. But then there's the people who didn't like any of the spinoffs. And there's especially people who didn't like the last spinoff. And there's the people who don't like the new. So there's people who all over the map. And I just, I feel like the most active, like if you're going to sign up for CBS all access to watch a new Star Trek series on Netflix, I have to feel like you're more tech savvy. And I have to feel like you really have to want it. And the people who really want it are probably the ones who are going to watch fan films. I don't know. I feel like they're, mm. they're really hitting that down. They're not going after, you know, the 80 year old, you know, flannel vote. They're going after the, the, the most savvy of the group. So I, I, I'm hopeful they went way too strict on purpose so they can back off and look good. And then the fans, that's what I'm hopeful for. That'd be beneficial to the community and to, to CBS and Paramount, because let's be honest, I mean, yeah, there is the, the odd production that makes a million bucks, but, I mean, it's free advertisement, guys. Mm-hmm. That's all basically what fantasy stuff is, if you really want to look at it. You're, they're promoting your IP. My favorite one was um, back in 2000. They were the first ones to start out a computer game called, um, oh, what the hell was it called? It wasn't Bridge Commander. It was, um, oh, I can't think of the name of it. There was a there's like a starship like creator um, computer game that came out that basically you get to, t- you got to tour all of the starships on all the shows. So basically they realized from this game, you can see any of the sets from any of the angles you want. So they decided to do this fan group. It was um, like a Star Trek fan club from California said, we're going to start our own series and we're going to do green screens in the back closet of my house. Mm, and then use that. And then that use game. it. And it looked awful. And the acting was awful. It was terrible. But um, they had fun doing it. So the fan, gr- the Star Trek fan group said, I don't want to get sued by, by Paramount because Paramount a couple of years before had been um, kind of litigious. So they, this guy said, okay, I'll separate from you. I'll do this group by myself. And they ended up um, producing 50 to 60 episodes over 10 years. The quality got better. They got, like, HD... Like, it, it got better. They had an interesting storyline, but it was really... Like, compared to the guy who, like, built the Enterprise and hired Walter Koenig, it wasn't good. But they had fun, and they, a lot of the actors were gay, so they had, like, the first gay character in a Star Trek production and stuff. And it was pretty... I'm like, I just look at that, like, the, the, this group of... I hate to say it, but, like, this group of, like, overweight Star Trek fans in the back bedroom in Los Angeles, like, is a threat to CBS production. Like, I I get it, but I don't get it. Well, it's kind of like saying that, you know, fanfic is a threat to authors. Yeah. I mean, the good thing is... Some do take it like that. Some do. Because in reality, you know, a shitty... It's easier to make a, a a nice fanfic than it is to... Produce a great fa- or a nice fan film. Yeah. Well, and oh. I mean, I can see the point on all um, all aspects, and I feel like it would be a bit different if Gene Roddenberry was still around, because like, um, yeah, some of for some of the authors who don't approve of um, fan fiction, they're like, these characters are my children. I don't want to see like 
two of my children who uh, don't get along have butt sex babies together. Sex or mm-hmm. you know, it's just it's not. These aren't my characters. Well, don't forget where Slash yeah. came from. But. Kirk slash Spock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's her slash. Kind of where it came from. And it's, and it's like I'm watching one like. When I was a kid, I used to I used to be into creative writing. I wrote these. Um, they weren't Star Trek. I, did, I I created my own series, so not to be sued by CBS and Paramount um, at age eleven. But um, I wrote stories about like spaceships and stuff, and it was always kids um, were the crew of the spaceship because I was a kid at the time. So I thought that would be really cool. So there's actually a um, I found right now what I'm doing is I'm downloading all the fan films I can before they disappear, and I found one. It's out of England, and it's. Um, the, the plot line is you like this. If it's it's it, the the effects are horrible. It's worse than the the guy in his back bedroom in, in Los Angeles. It's a bunch of kids, and the plot line is one of the kids is like a captain of a Federation starship on Star Trek, and he, he, it, like his crew is all kids. It's the youngest crew ever because conveniently they're all kids, and one of them finds a watch. Like in in the course of this mission, and he opens it, and it's the watch from Doctor Who that held the Time Lord. Remember when the Doctor was? In, <laughs> so now he's the captain of the ship, and he's a Time Lord. <clears throat> Excuse me, but they call him like an Iconian, like a Star Trek race. So it's basically it's a Doctor Who Star Trek hybrid. And I looked it up; the thing was on the air for like eleven years. So this actor who played all the roles grew up doing the show, and now they have, like, one episode left. I hope they get it out. And, like, they did, like, a season, a final season um, trailer, and it's about how they all grew up together. And that's what the kid did. I'm like, this is kind of cool. It's like, it's a kid who likes Star Trek. He likes Doctor Who, and he likes Star Star Trek, and and you can see him grow up producing this thing because he just loved it. And it's like, I get that you're infringing on someone's copyright, but he's not... (laughs) Meaning any are like I just think that's very silly to tell him he's yeah. over the quota and you know yeah they they didn't do a very good job of separating the fan films like that or and the ones like Axanar right which, yeah. and I'll tell you I saw Axanar Axanar looked amazing yeah um so because it was you can bro- see why they raised that money because pretty yeah it was it was, was really I mean, good it was amazing but. and the thing is a lot of the fans these hardcore two thousand to ten thousand people do not like what JJ Abrams did they like the accent art thing that's what they want to see so I can see why CBS is like shut it down because it's it's competition threat yeah it's a competition on their own soil so I know I've been blabbing about this too long so I'll, I'll turn over the microphone but I just want to say if you're listening to this um you know in non-good news came out, you know, that you saw on Facebook from the 29th, and maybe a lot of these um, Star Trek productions are shutting down. If you're a fan, there's some really good stuff out there. There's really, um, this quirky stuff. There's stuff that is very low um, quality, you know, effects-wise and acting-wise, but has a lot of heart. And there's some really, really um, impressive stuff that a lot of very talented people um, came out with. And it all could potentially be pulled from the internet soon. So if you think you will ever be interested, I would encourage you to download it <laughs> as quickly as you can, because yeah, it may all, it's already started to disappear and it's stuff I'd listened to, you know, 10 years ago. And I, you know, driving back and forth to New York, it was part of my little routine and now it's gone. So, um, feel free to message I me. Yeah. Sent well, you, where'd it go? I sent you one that said that it, you know, section 31. Yeah. Um, darker projects pulled, um, the section 31, um, files, which I used to love listening to. It was a really good, 
Really good one. Yeah, I, I got the one you sent. So, yeah, if, if you're at all interested, um, contact me, contact Sue. We'll tell you what stuff to prioritize. And if you have faster internet than Sue, download it. <laughs> it, it will... Yeah, I, I will have to uh, go visit Ryan again if I want to watch it. Well, think of it. Think of what would happen to you if you woke up one day, and I know this isn't, like, the biggest threat to your life, but, like, what would you do if Puff would disappeared? I have that all backed up on my hard drive. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, no, I'll never hear Jen and the Whale. Like, that would be really sad. It would be really sad. So, yeah. So definitely. I had to talk about Yellowstone today. One of um, our Pokemon is named Yellowstone, just because. Aww. Why not? Yellowstone the Mankey. All right, I'm gonna, I'm done talking for a minute. I'm actually gonna grab my water before I pass out. So I'll be right back. Everybody's after water. I think we should talk for just a minute about um, Joe's intro to Newt. Yeah, it okay. was interesting. It, yeah. it, it was much of the same. Video clips, as we'd seen in the trailer before, there were a couple new things, I think, but there was a little bit of um, audio track from Joe talking about the process of, you know, how she came to decide to write more about Newt, and, like, as she was writing the books, she became interested in this guy and uh, wanted to figure out what had happened to him and stuff. Yeah, I love the herbology references for lack of a better word. I mean, he's got a he's got a whole greenhouse in his suitcase, I think is what it looks like to me and I just I just love that. And he's basically got a Groot. Right? Isn't that the the name from that movie? From Guardians of the Galaxy, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got this little it's probably a, like a venomous tentacula or something, but anyhow, he he wants it to smile and stuff. And but I just really thought it was fun. I we have company right now. It's one of my mom's friends from when she was a a young child and she lives in California, but her daughter and grandson, well, daughter, husband and grandson live here and so she's like babysitting for a while. And she babysits like half the week and then she comes and stays with us for half the week. And she showed up yesterday and she was just like, do you know that there's this new thing called a cursed child that's Joe, Joe Rowling is? And I was like, no, no, wait, you got it confused. You're talking about Fantastic Beasts and where to find them. She's like, it looks so good. I can't wait to see the movie. So even people that know nothing about Harry Potter are excited about this. And I think it's really neat. And I just, I love Joe's, the little, I mean, it's basically a trailer with her talking over it, and mm-hmm. it's just really neat. I saw that. I haven't pulled it up yet. I saw that earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, has anybody been spoiled for Cursed Child? I have not. I have not. Have you? I have been spoiled oh, on one spoiled. of the um, sort of plot points or thing, things that occurs, but not like the whole plot. So I'm attempting to avoid it. Because apparently I'm getting it for Christmas. So. Does everyone for Christmas? That's a yeah. long way off. You're gonna read my, it before then, right? My aunt um, messaged me like uh, I don't know two weeks ago, and I was like, um, "Are you interested in this whole cursed child thing? Do you think you'll buy it?" And I said, "Well, you know, maybe, probably not. Like right on July 31st, but it'd be interesting to read it at some point." Oh my God! Can we please have someone order this and have it delivered to Scott's door on the 31st? <laughs> <laughs> but she was ordering it at the time. Scott, I'm giving you my credit card yeah. number. You're, you're yeah. getting it on the 31st. We can't have you being like, oh, I'm waiting for the price to come down. <laughs> we can't <laughs> wait to have our point of view weekly. <laughs> we got to review it for point of view weeks. Scott, write down my credit card number, yeah. 6011. 
Melinda and I were talking about it. We need to do a, a, a review. Melinda got spoiled in the first 12 minutes that there was information out. Do you ever picture Melinda Leo at, like, a CD biker's bar trying to get information on the cursed child? Well, she got spoiled by her son, who thought she knew. Um, That's what my mother would do. I completely spoiled because I listened to MuggleNet's coverage of it. Was she pissed at MuggleNet, Joe? Um, she called them a worm tail, yes. So that would be bad. Oh, wait, yes. they like, released information so they or something? The they released information. They did. Mm-hmm. And they were kind of like, but they sort of felt like she didn't go after anybody but them. Well, so they kind of felt like maybe she was just doing it to draw attention to them so that people would actually go and listen. No, that's not how that works. That's not. That's like saying I'm going to beat you up in the street because I want people to pay attention to your lovely shoes. Like that's not how that works. I'm just being an ass. I, 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 I'm not saying it was true. I'm just yeah, saying that's, that's, kind that's of, they were trying to to float. But um, she's yeah. yelling at this because she loves us. I, I'm trying to figure out how to do this with no spoilers. And I don't, don't, don't even try. Don't even try. You spoil me, Sue. Don't, Sue, don't even try. Don't even try. Okay. But can I just say this? Do you all remember what happened when Deathly Hallows came out? And we were going to have like a final prediction podcast. I remember that podcast. right before it came out. And what happened was one by one, everyone got spoiled. Mm-hmm. And by the end, time of the podcast, I was the only one left. <laughs> so we had to cancel the podcast because everyone had a guy, and they all got copies of the books in advance or whatever. Oh wait, no, that wasn't. Oh no, that's what not, I'm remembering. What episode was it? The it was one. Like, it, it was like. Um, the fan fiction, what to do now that the... Yeah, Wasn't yes. that special episode four? Episode two. Four was Jen in um, Yellowstone. Yellowstone, I know, but... I, I don't remember what four was actually supposed to be about. Like, well, that's what I'm saying. I think that was what it was supposed to be oh, about, it? and then it just totally got sidetracked. Oh, yeah. No, two was like the starter set for people who were just being introduced to fan fiction. Four was like the effect of, I don't remember what the damn thing was. One of the most was... Do you remember Kim? Remember Kim Woolback? Came, yeah, way it, back when. Came episode one. Um, no, I remember. So I was the only man standing, and I went to work on a Friday. I was leaving at one. I was driving to New York. Your boss spoiled you. Yeah, th- my little boss. He looks like Rick Moranis. He's still there now. I'm still mad to this day about this. And he is actually, in an early episode, he asked Lady Chi a question in the mailbag, if you're ever mm-hmm. going back to it. And he knows nothing about Harry Potter, and I walked into my office, and he said... I hear her mime dies. Her mime? <laughs> and I looked at him, and I'm like, step a little closer. He's like, why? I'm like, because I have scalding coffee in my hand. He's like, well, I was just kidding. I'm like, how do I know you were just kidding? Maybe you realize you fucked up, so now you're saying you're just kidding. So now he's, well, yeah, I heard there was, and there was, um, oh, no, and then Jen, no, because Jen... It was Jen's husband. Jen's James. husband, James, told me that Hermione and Hagrid died. And then my boss is telling me, Hermione dies. So I'm going to kill them all. So then I had to drive to New York City, and I had to ride the subway with my fingers in my ears. We got to Danielle's apartment, and she's like, let's go out for dinner. I'm like, we're not fucking leaving the apartment. There's people out there. Because the book was getting delivered the next day. <laughs> And she's like, why don't we get Chinese delivered? I'm like, how do we trust the delivery driver? So it was this entire thing. So I start reading the book. 20 pages in, Hagrid falls off a motorcycle in the air. Yes. I'm like, they're right. He's going to die. Yeah. yeah. So, of course, the, I, it ruined the So to this day, I'm like, he's like, he'll always make jokes. He did a thing for Walking Dead. There was an episode where um, there was there was a big death. 
They were, they were, they were saying there would be a big death in this episode, and I don't even think there was. And he comes up to me, he's like, oh, Daryl dies. He's like, just, I'm like, okay, now I know Daryl doesn't die, because you wouldn't tell me Daryl died if Daryl died. So you're telling me Daryl died because Daryl didn't die. So now in the episode, if it looks like Daryl's going to die, I don't need to worry, do I? <laughs> so I get very angry. <laughs> wow. Oh, dear. Uh, special edition four was the end of canon. Its effect on fan fiction. And uh, Eru is a thundergrub in the Twitch chat. She did get your message. And um, she was uh, responding to your idea about Melinda. I said, hey, I have this one shot. I'll pay you in an extra chapter if you get me some information. Happy <laughs> <At the> City <laughs> Bar. Yeah. Oh, I talked to Melinda the other day. I told her, because I believe she was in the early stages of working on a sequel to her last fan fiction. I said, here's the thing. You need to write a fan fiction that takes place post-epilogue, and now that the United Kingdom has left the European Union, it is likely by that time that Scotland will secede from the United Kingdom. So what you have to have is, as the Hogwarts Express is rolling towards Hogwarts, and, you know, Albus Potter has his little, you know, issue that he's got to deal with on the train as he goes there, as he figures out what house he wants to be in. You need to have them stop at customs, and everyone has to get out their passports, because we're leaving England and we're going into Scotland. And they actually have to have Brettick's compliant fanfiction going forward. <laughs> I, I, I hate to break this Brexit. to you, Ryan, but Brexit. I really don't think that the... Wizards the wizarding world would really, yeah, the wizards are completely separate. It wouldn't, it wouldn't affect them. I'm thinking it might if the countries break apart. I don't know. Uh, I could, I could see that being uh, mentioned in fix, like Brexit the, mug, the Muggleborns. Like you're going to school in Scotland. Will you need your passport? Yeah. No, it's have you had your shots? They're gonna have but, a different currency. It's pretty awful. But uh, <laughs> the wizards themselves, you know, have their own political boundaries. I'm pretty sure they won't bother with that. No, do you remember in that first uh, fan fiction? You just need your wand. Do you remember after the end where I made that joke about how Voldemort was sent to the other end of the world and he's like in a department store and he has to get back through customs? That's what's going to happen. Hermione and Ron are going to be like going to get like her parents from Australia or whatever and they're going to be trying to make it back to the school and they're going to get stopped on this giant wall because all of a sudden now Scotland is sealed off and they need to break through and they need to have their blood tests and all. I think it'd be kind of funny. Is it going to be like the same wall that the uh, Enterprise gets stopped in in the first episode of Next Generation? Oh, the Q wall? Yeah. That was more of a net. It was, it was kind know. of net-like. Then it turned into a giant fiery globe. That was a weird episode. <laughs> it was. Yeah, you don't well, see that crap in a fan film, do you? Speaking of Melinda Leo, mm-hmm. I put out season eight of Potter Fick Weekly's schedule, and Melinda Leo's newest fic will be the first on the schedule. Melinda's going to get mighty drunk. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) But unlike you, I am not going to be picking on her and making her want to drink. I'm going to be lovely to Melinda Leo because she's taking my daughter out on her boat. Oh, that's cool. Well, I joked with her. We've already been out on Melinda Leo's boat. We have to. Well, that was true, but this is her first time on the outside. Um, I I joked that we have to get a life jacket for Ella, but we're going to get it before they're actually waiting for us on the boat. Well, that would be good. (laughs) After the Jen incident? Yes. Yeah. I I just saw a video where uh, a great white shark got beached in Cape Cod, and they all banded together and got him back out in the water, so... 
I, I love that that area seems to really embrace their sharks and, and try to get them back into the water. When that happens, don't they usually just swim back on shore again? Isn't that one of the... Uh, the whales do it, but I don't think the sharks do. Do they? They're more intelligent. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Hmm. It's very, very interesting. But anyhow, if you are interested in uh, Season 8 of Potterswick Weekly, you will have to go to the forum at this point because I don't have it up on the Potterswick Weekly uh, website actual. I haven't got that far yet, but at least we kind of have it planned. It's going to be shorter than previous seasons and have more one-shots or single podcasts than before, just because some of us are getting tired. There's so much to read. I only made it three years. I have great respect for you for making it another five. I was, was going to say, <laughs> I'm really surprised you guys are going on eighth season. I am too. But we all want to do it. So. It's truly, well, Ryan, you did go three years with what we've been we're nearing on the four-year mark on this show. Some more, well, how old's Emma? I do it by Emma. <laughs> yeah. Emma's about four. Yeah. She's almost four. So yeah, about four years. Yeah. It's just... We're hopefully going to get back to a good place with uh, with Danielle being back on. Ella's going through her eight-month sleep regression. So the other night, she didn't sleep at all. So Danielle got no sleep whatsoever. And then the next night, Ella slept like 14 hours. <laughs> and then the next night, she slept like four. So it's like back and forth. It's like we can't yeah. figure it out. That's, that's hard to adjust to. I had a scary dad moment today. It's like the gross stuff of having a kid that no one ever tells you is going to happen. We started her on solid foods. And the thing is, when they're when they're being breastfed, they kind of have very... When they poop, it kind of like, you know, it's, it's just all over the place because there's nothing holding it together. Well, now, when they're starting solids, everything becomes more solid. 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 <laughs> so the thing that you worry about when they're babies, when they're very, very little, is, you know, you could be doing a, a little quick diaper change, and all of a sudden, like, you know, I'm hit! And you fall down, you know what I mean? One of those deals. Well, now it moves ridiculously slowly, and it's the scariest freaking thing you've ever seen in your life. Because it's like poop coming at you at half a mile an hour. I was going to say, like, poop coming out of somebody's butthole? Is that what we're scared about here? Yeah, because okay. I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, well, you, usually you don't look at that, like, going about your day. You try really hard to wait for them to finish before you actually change them. Oh, my God. It was like, like, seriously, I could have, like, gone, gone a car wash in the time it took. Like, uh, mm. Then I'm afraid all of a sudden it will speed up. I don't know why I'm talking about my kid's poop, but this is like what my life has become. You just She's talk. She's going to absolutely kill you when she is. This is what you just talk about in your ordinary life. Now it's the poop chat. I was going to say, I doubt she's going to actually turn on this episode. And listen. No, we said that. Remember, we said that. Videos that he's been posting. Do you remember we oh, said that? Videos of her pooping on. No, 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 no. Say, shit, man. Literally. No, no, no. Holy shit! But anyway. But, like, no, it's like, remember when we... have been feeding episodes. No, remember when we used to joke about, like, Jen's kid marrying Kez's kid? Look at their ages. They're getting closer to legal. They're still very far off, but they're getting closer. They're halfway there. They we were talking about that just the other day. Like, it was a joke when she was, like, two, when they were, like, two and five, and now they're, like, you know, 13 and nine or whatever they're... So it's, like, getting warmer. Yeah. And, um, I imagine that Hey, Potion. <laughs> okay. I'll so, cut it out. 
I just, Jen, it, it looks like Jen's going to have yep, to yep, well, We are on live stream. Keep oh. that in mind. Vic does save to the internet. Ah, it's okay. Just, I was going to say, send good thoughts to Jen, too. Okay. Just wanted to let you know. I don't know what we're talking about, so someone text me and let me know. Remember when we said at the beginning of this podcast we hoped we'd have enough to shoot the shit? Yeah, we, yeah. we still haven't we talked about the Martian. Well. So, Bob, you have another two weeks to maybe read the thing. <laughs> I might potentially consider reading it. It's so much better as a book than a movie. Just saying. <laughs> I'm interested to talk about what the differences are, because I haven't seen the movie, but huh. we can do that sometime. Did you see? Did you read it and see the movie, Brian? I saw both, Yes. And I couldn't remember. You didn't like the movie as well as the book. I didn't like it, and there was one point where they left something out of the movie, which made no sense, because they left other stuff in. <laughs> and it, it's all or nothing, guys. So it's one of those two. Yeah. That's always interesting when they adapt things. What do you cut and what do you leave in? Yeah. I think that's what's so cool about the, the new Fantastic Beast movie, is that there's no way that any of the Fantastic Beast book... You know, it's not like the Harry Potter books. It's a textbook. Right. So yeah. everything in the movie is And it was like 20 pages do. long. Yeah, so you're not going to be like, this isn't canon. Right. It's, exactly. It's fresh and new and, and I'm very excited. That's interesting. I never thought It'll of that. It'll be interesting to see how many of the creatures that are in the book actually make it into the movie. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure they won't be able to go through every single one that he lists in there, but... I totally think they should do like new ones too. I totally think they should do like a Downton Abbey crossover and have him pass like Ward Grantham on the street of New York or something and just totally freak everybody out. We need controversy. Yes, that's what we need more of in our lives. We don't have we don't have nearly enough controversy. No, never. Does the uh, the Dowager on that have any actual children? Yes, uh, she's the mother of Ward Grantham. The Dowager on that would be. Uh, oh, this is interesting. The Dowager Countess would be... McGonagall. McGonagall, but I'm thinking age-wise. This is the 1910s? 1920s. Right? 1920s. Okay, that's Downton Abbey time. So she's in her 70s to 80s, which is probably where near McGonagall is. So she's the same age as McGonagall in the 20s. So that's 70 years before. So she's what? The, yeah, she could be the... What's that work out to be? Like the great-grandmother? So Lord Grantham... Is probably McGonagall's uh, father-in-law or something. It could be, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be actually kind of interesting. Oh my god, that's that's really weird. Now, if you if you're a fan of um, if you're a fan of um, Downton Abbey, I'm just doing math in my head here, and that means like Minerva McGonagall is like Edith's daughter or something. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. Well, oh, she's my. Scottish and married to Presbyterian, so who knows. Oh, I'm having a weird moment. Can you picture, like, Trump on the golf course doing his little shtick, and all of a sudden McGonagall comes flying out of nowhere and, like, starts, like, hitting him with an umbrella? <laughs> there we go. I would enjoy that. I'm sure you would. I would. Now, I have to just say this, too. I don't have my computer, which is supporting this podcast, plugged in at the moment, so we're at 14% power. So just Aww. giving everyone notice. Yeah. Well, we should be, we should be the end of the episode anyway. 6.30. Yeah. Even though we started a few minutes late, we're still pretty much in our time frame. We are. I'm very sad, though, that I have my dice and I didn't get to use them. You will eventually. Do you not have a D? Is there no? Is there not a card shop anywhere near you or anything? 
It's it's in Portland. Um, it's um, pretty far away, and it's really hard to find. We drove around. <laughs> We're sending her to like the meth neighborhood to get to us. It, well, no, he's trying to send me there to actually go play D and D. Oh, okay. it, <laughs> it, it would be. But use Amazon, man. For me to be able to do that. Yeah. It's not in a great part of town, and it would be coming home really late at night. So. I see. Um, just to relay our Twitch chat people, um, April is amused at our ideas of uh, Brexit, Brexit fanfic and says, you know, the wizards just apparate anywhere, so they don't generally worry about borders. Much. This is going to be a wall now. You're going to have to pull out your papers. <laughs> and uh, Eru says she uh, she understands where Ella's coming from. Sleep is weird because uh, she's awake and it's um, 4.30 or 3.30 out there now. 4.30-ish so, now. I don't know what Ella had this morning, because usually I put her back to bed at, like, 4.30 in the morning after Danielle feeds her. This morning, I think she had, like, four espresso shots. I don't know where she got them, but she was wired. Maybe Danielle had a little espresso. I don't know. It was scary. And she's doing the thing now where she screams, and it, like, breaks glass three houses away. Like, it's freaking me out. Oh, my God. It's freaking me out. Babies, they're so much fun. Bubba's. Yeah. It's very strange. I have, I have several of those, too. I brought Ella into my vet the other day because I had to pick up some cat food. And they're like, oh, is this your latest child? I'm like, yes, this is the least expensive one I have. <laughs> That's so true. And it's, it's incredibly true. Until daycare starts. Ginny turned one this week. Wow. And I picked her up and I was cuddling her and I was like, oh, I'm so you happy birthday. And she I ripped her arm off. She bit my lip. Well, that was stupid. She's a devil child. Well, she didn't know what you were doing. I kiss her all the time. Mom said that she attacked her so bad last night that she had to actually punch her to get her to get off of her. <laughs> oh, poor Mama Tyson. She was attacking her so, so meanly, like claws and teeth and stuff. Mm, is this the terrible 12s or something? <laughs> I don't know. She, she's a mean little thing. Well, She'd be incredibly sweet. And half the fan fictions you read, Jenny's bitchy, so maybe, you know. Yeah, I think we named her wrong. I thought you were going to say Ron. I know, that's what I thought, too. <laughs> Speaking of Ron, so I kind of, I know we're over time, but I kind of want to talk about, because I talked about it briefly on Facebook, but, uh, so last week I uh, started a new campaign of yours with uh, my brother, uh, a good friend of mine, and then uh, a good friend of mine, Lucas, and a, gr- a grouping of his friends who have kind of read the books, not really, kind of maybe movie watchers, but they're really into, like, tabletop games. So it's, it's kind of interesting. But they are officially, as of right now, on track to go slower than you guys did. <laughs> <laughs> because... Where did we even leave off? Did Like, I remember where there was, like, a we were being shot at on brooms. Did we land? You did. Yes. You, you, got, you guys finished. Oh, thank God. You guys finished you the chapter. the uh, brothel of Luna Amare. Yeah. The, 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 t- the title of that chapter is The Shadows of Luna Amare. Uh, you guys finished. And that is the chapter that they're going to be running through. I've actually started development on a standalone chapter at the request of the very Did first you just say season. standalone? Uh-huh. I thought you said standalone. I thought you were going Scottish on here or something. No, no, no. Because the hard part was is the only group to play chapter two... Is the group that uh, your original the, the, the beta original, group? Isn't it? Original beta group, and 
we had to rush a lot of it because we tried to get it all. It was longer. It's longer than chapter one, and we had to get it all done. And they didn't really enjoy it as much because they just enjoyed like having like a one-off, like quick thing. Mm-hmm. So I actually I'll share this with you guys because none of you none of you guys are, you guys might play it, but the general concept of it is that it is a it's a heist. So mm-hmm. as Ors, they have to plan a heist to basically steal something from a legitimate. Situ- like a legitimate wizarding thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get into too much of the details. Ocean's Eleven, but, basically. Yes, kind of, but with wizards. Um, so that, but no, but I kind of, it's interesting, um, you know, the fact that this group that I'm playing with is all guys, uh, and that's probably why that they feel they can get away with everything they're getting away with, is because... They're, <laughs> Did they're, they stop at, like, a brothel? No, or no, no. Real one, or they're, they're picking up girls or something? Well, they haven't gotten to. The, they don't even know. They don't even know about the brothel. They haven't yet. left the three broomsticks. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm ex- I'm kind of afraid when they get to the actual brothel, um, <laughs> because one of them has decided that he wants to be a dark wizard. Like he wants to be the next, and he is basically going through. And any hot, attractive young wizard. I'm sorry, any attractive young witch that he, that he basically catches his fancy. He's using the Imperius curse on, and he's basically creating an army that it, of, of, of hot wizard, uh, hot, I keep on calling them wizards, hot witches all around hitting. And all when he feels like, take advantage of them, actually. Because, you know, he, he's, I think he ultimately knows that it annoys the shit out of me, so that's why he's doing it. Though, mm-hmm. I'm, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm so defeated, I don't care anymore. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh dear. like, go ahead and do that. So, <laughs> except when he tries to kill people, like, like, he wants to kill, like, wants to kill Hermione just for the fun of it. I'm like, no, I tell you no. Yeah. You can you can you can you can have your army uh, of sexy witches just stay out of my uh, stay out of my uh, what's it called? Should have uh, Harry give him a court martial at the end of the mission or something. Well, that's probably what's going to happen because the other characters. One of them is a dr- basically one of them is a drug dealer. Uh, one of them's one, a squib. One of them is he's the nice guy though, but he's the only one. Who, uh, yeah, the squib's the nice guy, and then the other one is just like a raging asshole who like. Randomly, we'll go up to random women and just or not, or not or random people and slap them in the face. Like it's just, so, it's just like it's so ridiculously stupid. Uh, but so like, they're they're playing the Grand Theft Auto version of the Order. Basically, yeah, yeah. Technic, um, April, to answer your question, they took two and a half hours to get out of the three rooms. Oh, for the love of God! Yeah, and it only took these guys like an hour. So I just have to say, I want Nigel Appleby to publish his memoirs called My Kingdom for a Plumbing License. Thinking about this <laughs> oh, and by the way, if you are friends with me on Facebook, about two or three days ago, I posted a clip from a TV show called Yes Minister, and it was um, like this 80s sitcom, best political satire you'll ever see, and it was on basically like England and the European Union because of the whole um, Brexit thing. And um, if you actually watch it, the guy on the left is actually the inspiration for Nigel Appleby. So if you ever, if you want to see what I was thinking of, uh, he's right on um, Facebook there. And unfortunately, I we get to play end this now because I'm down to six percent of the baby's crying. So I gotta get going. Yeah, and it is time to go. So unless if there's anything else for us to talk about, never mind. No, yeah. there is nothing else. We're, we're not talking anymore. We'll, we'll talk about more things next time. We will. We'll talk about more things next time. Be sure to tune in for that. We'll let you guys know about that at our Facebook page uh, for Poofwa. Uh, we might, if we ever figure out how to use the Twitch page, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe post something about that there as well. Uh, but, oh, and also, 
We are, Rob is breaking up so much. I don't know what he's saying, but I'm sure it means if you enjoy this, please, you know, continue to do so. Is I think what Bob is saying right now. <laughs> yeah. Is he back? We'll have to, we'll have to extract Bob which audio and, and use yeah. that. I'm going to go ahead and in this episode of Point of View Weekly, from all of us here at the Potterfic Weekly Studios in Fargo, North Dakota, I've been Bob. I've been Ryan. I've been Scott. And I'm Sue. And we will catch you guys next time on Point of View Weekly. Good night, everyone. Good night. Good night, everyone. Or good morning, Arrow. (laughs) 